Costs We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, Ethan Carter. What's up, man? It is the big one. It is. It's a weird number for the big one. Yeah. But it's the big one. <laughs> I was writing the number and I'm like, it's 52. No, it's 48. Well, that sucks. <laughs> and I realized we took four episodes off, so it right. totally makes sense. It's episode yeah. 48. But today, today as we record this, is the one year anniversary of Because We Make. It's so amazing. I, it seems like, I, yeah, I just can't even imagine. I, I, I feel like... I, I'm flashing back to the night I decided to do this. Right. And and again, I was not part of that original concept by any means. So yeah, you became the part where I was like, oh, wow, people may listen if I bring on a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I remember the night before and I was I was sitting on my couch mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think I know what I'm going to do tomorrow morning. I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> like, I'm just going to do it because it was like Anchor is just out there. And it's easy as hell to use. I mean, I know they're a sponsor, and I'm not saying it because they're a sponsor. They really are stupidly easy to get going right. with the podcast on Anchor. So I'm like, all right, I think I'm just gonna just I'm gonna start a podcast. No one's gonna listen to it, and that's fine. Um, can, can we? Can I just quickly interject and say this is the exact op- reason that you and I are opposites? Because it took me like probably a, a year, maybe maybe a little bit less, to mm-hmm. join Instagram from the point i was like i should start an instagram like a business instagram really? page yeah and you you were like it le- took less than 24 hours and you started your right? i was on i was on thursday on thursday i had the i was like on wednesday i had the idea yeah on thursday i had episode zero with a logo a channel and i had started the website on wix <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> i know yeah. see exactly that's that's why we're different but there's a certain kind you know what it is i'm just a certain kind of person it's like yeah if i don't do it when i have the thought it's just gonna be yeah. one of those like continuous like i'm gonna do this at some point in the future right 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 so i recorded episode zero which what, i went back so tell like what was the concept the concept was very simple. It was the simplest idea I think I've ever had for anything I've ever done. It's like, I wanted to do something that I felt was missing in the maker community, which is get cool people on and just talk to them, you know, not get them on and act like they're celebrities or, and to me, I mean, don't get me wrong. To me, some of them are celebrities, right? I had people on that I had only, I talked to people for the first time on the podcast and it was like, I wanted to do somewhat like behind the music like get your origin story but also just have a conversation that was just an organic and free-flowing conversation rather than having people in to give them a list of questions that i thought about for the whole week before i had them well and every other podcast had always asked them right exactly and i you know i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm not the kind of guy to come out and go i just want to do something different usually i'm like hey that worked for them right right do it better yeah right this was something where I was like, no, I want to do something different. This mm-hmm. was, to me, something that I could do that would not be something that I was taking from anyone else. Like, you have, if you think about it, you have the chat podcasts like um, Making It and Modern Maker. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, um, the business podcasts like Made for Profit. Right. You have all these different podcasts, but there, there is a certain thing that they all do. 
none of them were guest focused to where they just treated the guests like they were hanging out with them. And I was well, like, right. That's what I want. And even even the ones that had guests on, to your point, there were Q and A's. They were a little bit stilted. They were right. a little bit stilted. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just nope. a different. Yeah. It's yeah. a for, they did it so the and I don't have anything against those podcasts. No, not but any of those very, formats. Right. Yeah, they're very formal. Mm-hmm. When they have guests on, it's very like, wow, so you are this, and you got your start here. you know. And I always joke about it, and I was telling Stephen on Saturday, one of the things, one of the reasons, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I could snap my finger and he'll come, but one of the reasons we haven't had Jimmy DeResta on is because I can't think of what to ask him that somebody hasn't already asked him. Right. Like, the people that we've had on... Oh, I can go at it all day long with them, right? Right. Um, and this isn't meant to be disrespectful to Jimmy in any way. It's just he's been on so many podcasts and talked to so many people, and I know his I know his story as well as he knows his story at this mm-hmm. point. You know, how do you have someone like that on? But there are people who would still have him on and ask him how he got his start at the School of Visual Arts and how he was making signs with a bandsaw for twenty five cents for his friends and what he liked most about building his new shop and Fine. And I if he had to go back to being a dirt, uh, ditch digger. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, what do you, you could only ask, I, I would almost feel like, and this is what I was saying to Stephen, I feel like it would almost be disrespectful to have a guy like that on and ask him those questions. And right. Like, and I just, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what to ask him that hasn't already been asked. You know, maybe I could get him on and talk about his love of burritos, you know, and just talk <laughs> about burritos for an hour. But... Well, and I, th- I think this is kind of what you're like the concept you're saying, but it, it's nice. It would be it, the concept of having a podcast where you're talking about kind of shooting, the, shooting the stuff and and hanging out with each other. Kind of like the we built a thing, guys or yeah. whatever. And you're talking about that very casually because you're all friends and you, you, you know, you're all kind of whatever equals and, you know, whatever. Have that kind of atmosphere with kind of again like you said like celebrities in our space and right um that's a cool concept yeah and, and it was also look i'm not gonna lie there's a certain amount of arrogance that made me think i could do it right like <laughs> i'm gonna sit here and anyone who's watched me do the podcast well nobody's really watched me do the podcast <laughs> i don't have notes right like i oh, yeah. sit here and i'm like blankly staring at the screen just to watch the time and keep my eye on things mm-hmm. but the, the most work we do is like maybe jotting down our things of the week ahead of time I but maybe you know we set up it's very funny we set up the to-doist oh yeah and i think that what goes into it every week is if we have reviews to read that's what's the thing of the week and what's yeah. the video of the week yeah. so i have the and it's not even so we know them on the show it's so i have the links when i do the show notes later on <laughs> it's like oh absolutely I, I must have been out of my freaking mind to think that i could just go hey Bob Claggett, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Would you come on and just talk to me for like an hour or 20 minutes? And I'm just going to have a conversation with you like we're buddies. Right, right. What the hell was I thinking? But I yeah. did it. Yeah. I did it. I couldn't believe it. And I got really lucky because I was able to get, for the first two episodes, I was able to get um, Dave Swiduck, who was the inspiration for this podcast, who will have on for episode 50 for his quarterly check-in. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I forgot able, about that. <laughs> I was able to get Bruce for episode 50. Uh, yeah? Episode 50. Episode 2. Holy crap. My brain is just like, oh, yeah, it's episode 50. No, episode 50 is going to be Dave Swiduck. Bruce was, uh, Bruce was episode 2. Dave Swiduck was episode 1. And what, what that enabled me to do was to talk to people I already knew. 
mm-hmm. and to have a conversation that was very right. easy and get the get my legs under me and see mm-hmm. what worked and what doesn't work and you know what ended up happening I really dug it. <laughs> well, and uh, I think Bruce uh, mentioned me, so uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, Bruce. That, as much uh, as- over eight minutes in, eight twenty. So eight twenty. That's a pretty late mention for Bruce, actually. It really is. Well, we have to mention him last on the show. We we've got him on in the intro, so now we have to get him on in the outro. Um, yeah, I was. I was crazy enough to think on simultaneously think that I would have the the stones to do this mm-hmm. and that nobody would listen to it. Right. And what I en- what ended up happening and I'll tell anyone that'll listen, I got really lucky because the first few episodes I had names that everyone knew mm-hmm. and people did listen and those people were very generous with their time and they shared the episodes. I mean, I had I had people that I'd always wanted to talk to. And right. I had people who I kind of considered my friends. Right. And it was like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's working. And then I had Keith Decent on. And I will say, you know, Keith is listening to this. That was a turning point for me. Yeah, why? Because after I spoke to Keith, he said, um, that was a lot of fun. I had a really good time. He goes, um, I like what you're doing here. He goes, but I'm just going to give you some warning. You are not oh, yeah. going to be able to do this forever. And I'm like you think he goes listen you're it's going to be hard to get an interview every week you're going to run out of people to talk to so you may want to have to you may want to think about your format and what you're going to end up doing and i'm like that's a good point i should i should and i'm sitting there going yeah he you're right i should consider a co-host who the hell am i going to get to co-host because everyone i knew that would be capable of doing a podcast was already doing a podcast right right you know, like, I can't go, hey, Bruce, you want to do another one? Or, hey, Dan, you want to do another one? You know, not for nothing, but if Bernie and I did a podcast together, it would probably be three hours long every week. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. So a couple of episodes later, I have this this guy who Bruce told me about, and I saw on Instagram, and all I knew was he made a copper washer eyeglass <laughs> hanger. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I think this guy, Ethan Carter, I, I think he's the guy. Like, I yeah. was, we just... It was the um, right. It was a perfect balance. I think it really was. Yeah. And, um, one of my friends went back and listened to because I told people. I think it was last week or the week before. I think, yeah, I think it was listen, last week actually. Yeah, to go back and listen to episode eleven. Yeah, um, to hear your first appearance on the show. <laughs> and it's funny because I did go back and listen to it. I need to do that still because it's funny, man. It's, it's it sounds like today. Really? It, it's really crazy how together <laughs> we had our stuff. And I was like, I think that's why I knew. I was like, yeah, you know what? Ethan's not doing a podcast at the moment, and we seem to get along pretty well. Let's, right. Uh, let's make this permanent. Well, and I think, and I've said it before, too, is I, I really don't think I could do a podcast with someone else. Like, I, I, exactly as I'm stuttering right now, like, you're very you're very uh, polished and, and kind of really good conversationalist. And that balances out like what what I bring to it, which is you know a little bit like less polished, but you know whatever. And uh, and I just I felt that from the beginning too. Is I I remember recording that uh, episode and I was super nervous. Um, I, and your exact I, reaction when I asked you to come on, yeah. I should find the email. But your reaction yeah. when you when I asked you to come on was like, why would why? <laughs> no, and I I honestly felt that way. And that's not like, you know that's not a you know a, like humble brag not humble brag but like a humble whatever um i remember sitting i was in bed 
watching TV with Bettina and I was like, yeah, so this guy Vincent wants me to come on his podcast. <laughs> I have no idea why he wants me to come on. And she's like, well, you should do it. Like, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And I think I even, I think I messaged uh, Bruce that night. Cause I think, I, I think you mentioned that uh, Bruce had done it. So I, I sent Bruce a message. I was like, uh, this guy Vincent wants me to do become on the podcast. What do you think? He's like, oh, super casual. Like Vincent's a great guy. Just he totally should do it. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I remember being super nervous and then getting into it, and it just it, it felt it felt natural from from the start. What I loved what I loved about having you on was there was just this there was a click where we were just talking, mm-hmm. and it was like oh. Okay, yeah, cool. This is this is great because I don't I don't feel like I have to explain how to do a podcast to you. Like you you kind of fell into the groove for a guy that said um for a guy that said he'd never done a podcast. It was like you just kind of fell into your groove <laughs> as soon as soon as you got on the show and I was like, "Man, if he's going to pick it up this quick, it's only going to get better." So like, let's just let's just do it. Well, and it's it's funny. I remember uh one of our first guests uh, combined guest was Brandy. And there was a moment when I think you and I both said the same thing at the same time. <laughs> and it was just like, you guys are in sync. You know, it's just like, it was funny. We, we did, um, this is really funny because our, our first episode, do you know that our first episode didn't happen the day it was supposed to? Do you remember that or no? No. So, the, oh yeah, oh yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I was like, you were the first guest that I ever had to put, put Yeah, off. yeah. I forgot, totally forgot about that. <laughs> and I said, um, I remember feeling terrible. I'm like, I just, and I actually told you, I was like, listen, the chemo is kicking my ass. Would you mind putting it off a week? And you're like, no, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. I'm like, okay, thank God. Um, I'm looking, I actually found the conversation. Um, um, oh, here we go. <laughs> June 24th, 2019. Oh my God, look at this. June 24th, 2019. I messaged you and said, at some point you should come on my podcast. And uh, oh my gosh. you said, you say the word. I'd love to. Can't promise I won't be a babbling fool though. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, as long as you don't clam up, I can work with anything. Uh-huh. Oh, this is so funny. Like looking at this, this is so great. Yeah, I just found our first ever like conversation about you coming on the show. See? That's amazing. I listened to, when I listened to episode zero, it really hit me how bad yeah. it was. And I didn't realize, I didn't have it in context. So I listened to episode zero and I remember I was, it was a couple of weeks ago and I sat there going, oh, why did anyone even listen to this? Like, this is bad. Like, I sound terrible. And I realized something and I, it didn't hit me right away. And then it, then it hit me. I had just had surgery like two months before. I didn't even have full lung capacity when yeah. I did that podcast. I have no, like, I don't understand how you did any of that. I don't either, and <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have. Not only did I not have full lung capacity, but so just I haven't given too many details about the surgery. Over you know, as we talked about it, mm-hmm. I just mentioned my surgery. But one of the things that happened in my surgery, in order to do the operation, they collapsed my lungs. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that was part of the surgery. So they collapsed my lungs and put me on a ventilator. Um, to keep me breathing while they did the surgery, and then they reinflated my lungs. So my lungs were deflated for eight hours, Ugh. and I had a cough. And I'm not talking like an like a cough, like oh, <laughs> I'm talking like I would wake up in the morning and start coughing. I would cough all day, mm-hmm. and then I would 
fall asleep just exhausted and the only reason i was even sleeping was because i was so tired because the coughing i was still coughing as i was falling asleep i would just be coughing for like 20 hours a day um that's the only time i knew i was coughing because that's when i was awake i was probably coughing in my sleep too and I had just, and I mean just, got my wind back because I had also just started going back to work. Um, so I, started, I went back to work April, th- April 29th of 2019. That's and I crazy. Episode zero, May 8th. <laughs> so nuts. I don't understand what the, I like, there's so many reasons I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> I know, exactly. Well, again, like, <laughs> I <laughs> would not have done that. Yeah. It, it's utterly ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I really wanted this. Yeah. I wanted to just do this. And yeah, clearly. I'm so glad. I, I, yeah. Every day, every day, I, I, this, I treat this podcast like my baby. Yeah. Like I'm, of all the things I've done in social media and all the things I've done over the years, I feel like this is the one I'm the proudest of. And the reason is, and don't take this the wrong way because I don't mean it the way it's going to sound, but you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. I just created this. Right. Like, this isn't something that mm-hmm. I walked into or someone helped me build. Mm-hmm. I created it. I started for sure. it. And you came in and made it better. Right. I made it. Yeah, and for sure. I am so proud of being able to make something that became a success. Yeah. Rather well, than kind of being a collaborator on a success yeah no i think i I, and again i 100 percent i and anyone that ever talks to me about the podcast or whatever i think i always say listen this is this was vincent's vision and and i you know i was lucky enough to be brought on board and you know i i hope i contribute but this was your vision and and your idea and and i i will always feel that way and and i mean that in the best way i don't mean that like i yeah, you know, I'm just I'm honored to be part of it, but at the same time, like it is one of my favorite things about it is we we have created a community around this podcast, and that is mm-hmm. so freaking amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. and and it's the same way I feel about my Instagram or anything. Is like the community you build and like the friendships you make that of people that are supportive of you and what you're creating is just that's mind-blowing i I always wanted a way to because i never felt like and even now after doing may for makers for going Mm -hmm. 19 days i never felt like youtube was my thing Mm -hmm. and the reality is if you're in the maker community it's hard to get noticed if you're not on youtube Mm -hmm. and even you know even someone like you you have a huge instagram following Wow. But you're just starting with your in- yeah. with your YouTube account, yeah. And it's it's hard. It's even it hard for someone like you who has a big following to get traction on YouTube. Oh, it's not transferable, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. There's no the Venn diagram is two mm-hmm. disparate circles, right? Definitely. And I always felt like, but that Instagram I can do. Like I can do. Inst- I like doing Instagram. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, but I never really YouTube. I don't even know that after May for Makers, it's going to go be anything more than every couple of weeks. Just throw a project video up, which is right for fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. I can do that because I don't need it to be successful, but I'm like, I can do this podcasting. Yeah. Like I know I can do the podcasting thing. And now I feel like if I were, if I were to go to WorkbenchCon next year, Mm -hmm. assuming it's going to happen, I have something to bring to the table now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, for sure. I think there, 
like, the, I think there's more connection to the podcast than there is to either of our accounts. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're right. Well, and, and I said, I think I said this at last week or the week before. I, the, there's something about podcasts. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a combined thing, but, um, but people feel, people want to know who you are as a maker or mm-hmm. want to connect with who you are. And I think that's why podcasts are really successful at, at building your other channels. So right. like the, like, and I've said, you know, I've said it before, but the Modern Maker podcast guys, they all were pretty successful with, on YouTube and Instagram or whatever. And, but the Modern Maker podcast is what made them human and ha- started p- having people like relate to them as people. And that connection is, is much deeper than watching a YouTube video and just liking their presence on the, on the video. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think that's, I think that because they're long form conversations mm-hmm. and what we, we did, and I don't know, see long time, long time listeners may have picked up on this, but we changed from a primarily interview podcast mm-hmm. Um, ironically, Ethan was Ethan was on episode eleven. He his first co-host episode <laughs> was episode twelve, and it was the first time we did an ep- I did an episode without a guest because my, our guest had canceled. Ironically, oh, yeah, that right, guest right, right. continued to cancel. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> we that won't say names. Still, that guest that guest still hasn't been on yet. Yes. By the way, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that guest was supposed to be on episode twelve, and at one point I told Ethan, I'm like, listen, it's just you and I. We're just gonna have to do you another wing episode. When you, I think you even asked. You're like, we can cancel, or do you want to just wing it? And we're like, man, let's go. Well, let's just go for it. We'll yeah. just go for it. We'll figure it out. And we <laughs> did. Yep. So, but if you, this is something. This is a very minor detail, but it really did change the trajectory of the show. The first, I believe, the first guest, and I just have to look at the list of guests, the list of episodes here, real quick. Give me one second, because I think I think it is. I have a theory. Uh, my theory is. Yes. Okay. My theory is correct. So Sharon was yeah, okay. called the season finale. <laughs> that was episode yep. 13. Episode 14, we came back. We came back on 9-11. So we, we went a month and a little over a week before we came back. Episode 15 was the first Q&A episode that we did. Mm-hmm. And then episode 16, we had Brandy on. Mm-hmm. But here's where we went. Here's where we changed things. Again, see... This is how good we are. We changed it so subtly that y'all didn't even pick up on it. But when we had Brandy on, that was a regular episode, just with another person. When 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 we had Sharon on, um, and every prior guest episode prior to Sharon, the guest was the focus, and we all and it was only guest talk. It was like right. just guest, 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 guest. Thanks. Have a nice night. When Brandy came on, we integrated her into the show in a different way. And she was just another mic on the show. You know, we still talked to her. We got her history and we talked about the stuff she made. But she was the first time we had a guest on that was just participating in what would become the regular format of the show. Which is another host. She was was the first non-us to bring a thing of the week to the show. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How cool and, is that? Like, I, I realized... Well, and, and what a great person to right? be like, that of all person. The people. Yeah. yeah, the staircase yeah. story and the, oh the living in the RV while mm-hmm. she's uh, building the shop mm-hmm. first. And it's like, okay, now we can build the house. <laughs> that was you amazing. Just, you can't just say you built a staircase? That was, I think that was the clip I pulled for that episode. Oh, it was. We it was. putting clips on Instagram that no one listened to. No, we talked about it, that our favorite moment. Like, that is... 
both of us said that that was one of our favorite moments on the podcast was when she was talking nonchalant, like didn't even phase her, but it was she they built the workshop first before they built their house mm-hmm. and because because that was what was important <laughs> we um we we've been really really fortunate yeah. the people that we've had on this show and i'm saying this to all of you that are listening um the people that we've had on the show have been just awesome oh, like understanding always. just cool people cool to hang mm-hmm. out with just everybody just comes on and it's just like oh cool yeah we're like oh, i am friends i consider myself friends with pretty much everybody that's been on the show at this yeah, point. For sure. And I have an open line of communication to people that have been on like it's just mm-hmm. the most awesome thing in the world that that not only that we had them on, but that they were, were happy enough with their appearance it's like, oh I it's not like I never want to see this guy again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which could very well happen. I mean, you know, interviews go bad all the time. I I talked extensively extensively <laughs> to Stephen on Saturday about about episode 10 with Bob mm-hmm. and um, you know you and I have talked about it plenty mm-hmm. of times that episode was a freaking disaster yeah and I feel and I, it wasn't I, it literally it wasn't my fault I just the chemo was really starting to have an effect on me right and I realized how bad it was because I, I I tend to not listen to that episode like and it's not because Bob was bad Bob was great Bob is Bob right everybody loves mm-hmm. him but the reality is I was not good. And I didn't realize how ungood I was <laughs> until I listened to it wow. back. And I'm it, like, and I actually, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure I actually did apologize to Bob afterwards because there were a couple of moments where I was just like out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was just fighting through it and fighting through it. And I only made it to, I made it to your episode, the episode after, and Sharon's episode, and I had yeah. to stop. Like, I couldn't do it anymore. No, just, you, you called it. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, and and this is one of the things I respect about you. You hold yourself to a very high standard, and I appreciate that. I, it did not come across as as everyone says that. By the I know way. I, exactly, I, I, and and I and I mean that. I don't. I'm not saying that to. I appreciate that. But it it's hard for me to. It's really hard right, for me. To I, hear and it. I get that. I, I'm not trying to. to yeah. Uh, you know put that down either like i understand where you're coming from because you should you know it's a good thing to hold yourself to a good high standard and to want to put out the best so i one of the things i love one of the things i love about having that high standard Mm -hmm. is that you know one the way you get when you're doing guests when you're doing a lot of guest interviews you have to appear like you know what you're doing (laughs) right and you know, a lot of podcasters, and I'm not I'm not going to call anyone out. That's not my place. But there are a lot of podcasters doing podcasts that just literally sound like garbage. <laughs> you know, and I was to- I tortured myself last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Luke and Priscilla came on, and they did a they did a great show. We had a great time with them. Yep. They were awesome. I I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, it's time to set this to mix, and I'll edit it in the morning. I get to the computer the next day, Tuesday morning. I'm sitting at the computer, and I load up the episode, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? What is going on? What is wrong? Oh, no. And what was happening was um, Priscilla and Luke were on their computer in their house. Ethan and I had our own tracks, and then Priscilla and Luke's track was them plus us. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, I didn't okay. understand. So yeah. now this is, this is like, okay, that's not such a big deal. You just use their track for the whole recording, adjust the audio appropriately, right? The problem is Priscilla and Luke are very nice people, and they hit the mute button. Now, in cast, when you hit the mute button, it doesn't mute, it stops recording. Oh, really? 
Yeah. If you don't, I don't, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but after you hit the mute button, just watch. You'll see it doesn't upload right away. And then it starts recording again when you hit. Hmm. And it assembles all that at the end, so we, I don't have to do it when I do the edit. Well, Priscilla and Luke had you and I, except when she hit or she or he hit the mute button. Wow. Uh. Which meant there were holes in their recording. It's just, it was a nightmare. Uh. So every time that I talked or you talked, I had to... So what I did was I put your track and my track together, because we sound about the same. Mm-hmm. And then I took their track separately. And every time they talked, I cut us out. And every time uh, okay. we talked, I cut their track out. And I was alternating cuts. And why is that so bad? Because it's literally the Horrible. longest episode of the podcast <laughs> yeah. that we right. did. It's right. an hour and 46 minutes. Yeah. It took me three hours and 20 minutes to edit the podcast. Now, to put that in context, usually editing the podcast takes me about 10 minutes. Right. Because right. I usually just process. I have a routine for processing. It goes very quickly. And cast is amazing. And, and right. cast is super. This wasn't. I don't think this was a cast issue. No, no, it wasn't. Just, right. Yeah, I think they just had some weird setup on their mm-hmm. computer, and it was feeding back into their recording what they were hearing. Yeah. And that's why the episode last week sounded so bad. Well, f- so for the well, record, many people reached out to me and said it sounded great. And, like, this, is what, uh, and yeah. this is the funny thing, right? Yeah. So I was freaking out about that episode. I was, I was like, I can't believe it. I had a guest. I have a, a time. We have a timely guest who's doing something important. That right. We really enjoyed the conversation with, and the recording is crap. Right. What do we do? Well, we could re-record because it was Tuesday. I'm like, but I don't know if I can wrangle them up and have them on and take another two hours of their night, or I can just make the best of it. And that's what I did. I obsessively edited that show as best I was able to to put something out and as tortured as it was to put it out, I felt better just by putting that little disclaimer at the front. Like, cause I just want to deliver, you know, I got asked and I won't name names. I may have done it in the past, but I won't do it now. Cause I don't, but I got asked by a very professional podcaster, how we get the sound quality we get on our podcast. And to me, that was like, that was, that was validation because I, I agonize over the sound quality on this show. Like it matters to me that much. And to have a professional person ask me how we get that quality so that they could imitate what I do. Like, wait, what? You want to imitate what I do? You want to imitate my processing and produce a show that sounds like mine? Like, holy crap, really? So, you know, putting out the episode with Priscilla and Luke where it just wasn't quite up to standard yeah. It was like, oh, you know, like yeah. my, I could feel, I could feel the sweat on the back of my neck. <laughs> as I was, and I was like, you know, I don't think I, it didn't detract from the conversation. No. And the sound quality, it wasn't unlistenable. I mean, I've heard people have audio problems and they just put it up there and it's like, wow, that is really bad. Yeah. I've heard so like, I, I mean, you, you sent it to me and I, you know, I, I went through it and I, you know, yeah, maybe there's points when it wasn't as as crisp or as clean as as we usually have but it wasn't like it wasn't like something screeching in the background that you can't you know bear to hear you know i mean like exactly and and that's what i was really hoping for i was like as long as no one is pained by this it'll be okay (laughs) yeah exactly exactly but yeah it's been an interesting i mean so many interesting little stories have mm-hmm. come out of doing this podcast. So many amazing things have happened. So, and many, so many good, amazing friendships, too. Yeah. And, you know, just 
how many times have I cried on the show, which is a running <laughs> gag with people that you cry constantly or you're so emotional. I'm just an emotional guy. And yeah, no, I like it. I was it the was it the episode that Dave was on where I was it was like right around the new year or it was like around Black Friday or whatever. Oh, it was we it was. It was yeah, it was okay. It was episode twenty five, eleven, twenty seven, nineteen. We were talking about things we were thankful for. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And I remember yeah. crying my eyes out saying how thankful I were I was that you ended up coming on the podcast. I know. No, but it, you know what I mean that means a lot to me too again i think if if we read our texts from the day after i was on and you would ask me come on one of my biggest concerns was coming on as a co-host was i didn't i like i i didn't want to come in and and you know uh put you know take uh put my mark on something that you had created and kind of screw up the chemistry yeah and i was like legit, I was, no one even script the chemistry it was like you had built this thing and i didn't want to take away from what you had built and and i was really concerned with that it was like this is your thing and and i and i will have an impact on it whether you know as minor as minor or as major it is as it is i will have an impact on that and i wanted to make sure that you were okay with with me having it you know a impact on that if that makes sense and and the great part was that i knew like i knew that having you in having you on as my co-host would also open up doors for the show oh, yeah. like it would expand because i'm not you know i've said it i'm not i'm not ashamed of it you have a much bigger reach than i do you just do people know you a lot more people know you than know me I'm not I'm not oblivious to the fact that in our space you are more well known than I am. And right. I'm cool I am completely cool with that. I don't need to be the top dog, right? <laughs> I don't mind. Look, I love this show, but I also know that this show wouldn't be where it is if you didn't bring so many people to the table. There's people that I've asked to be on the show and they know you and they want to come on the show. Well, you know, but- and how many of my how many people that I consider friends did I not know before you? You know, yeah, I, when I, and, and, yeah, I appreciate that. And I think, again, I think that's going back to the beginning. Like, I think that's that's the balance. And again, I'm not, I'm not that big and all that. But at the same time, I understand, like, there is that you bring the, the polish and the expertise and the experience for podcasting. And if I can bring a couple couple more uh listeners through my through my audience then then that's awesome that i can bring that and i'm happy to do that and it's like it's nice you know it's it's a good it's it's a good teamwork right we get and that's the thing right so that's why and that's why this part this partnership actually does work it's why you and i can do this because we understand what each of us brings to the right you know i can crank out a podcast in my sleep at this point right I, I love to joke about it, but I have been doing podcasts right. pretty Whereas much I, for the last fifteen years. It's not new for me, you know. And and I couldn't like I mean that and that's and it's not something I probably would do without you. To be honest, right. I like I is I I like I love doing the podcast. I really do. I think it's a really I, it's something I look forward to every week, and uh, I really enjoy our conversations and and all and the interviews and stuff like that. But I probably wouldn't do the work of putting together a podcast if it wasn't for you. So I, I, when I, when it really solidified that we were, it was a thing. And I know this is kind of weird cause it was so far out, but right before you went to work bench con and I got you your business cards mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, 
I have business. I had a business card made for me and a business card yeah. made for Ethan. Yeah. Like, you know, that, like that makes it official. Like yeah. you have a business card for the podcast. Right. No, and, definitely. you know, we did, it was funny cause we, st- I didn't have the site up and running until I don't know, probably like episode 30. I mean, it, it was a mm-hmm. long time before we had the actual site. It was just my site with a slash podcast at the end of it. Right. And at one point, I'm like, you know what? If we're going to start going after bigger guests, mm-hmm. we need a presence. Even if it's not the most perfect website ever, we need a presence. And then right before you went to WorkbenchCon, I'm like, you need business cards. You need to be able to give out business cards. I'm going yeah. to get you business cards. And then I'm sitting there like, I can't put like Ethan's email address. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to give out your email address, but I'm not going to put Ethan's email address on there. That's not, or mine. It's not professional. No. It's got to be Vincent at because we make.com and Ethan at because we make.com because that's a, you know, Jason, Jason Stapleton. There you go. There's the Jason for the show. (laughs) Oh, that's 36 minutes in, man. (laughs) I'm slipping, (laughs) but he always, he has one, he has a philosophy that, that is, it sounds like a terrible idea, but it's actually a really good one. It's lie to yourself until it's true. Right. Okay. And one of the ways that I've lied to myself till it's true was to pretend that this show was a much bigger operation than it was. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning when we were getting 80, 70, 80 up downloads an episode, you know, it was, it was like, uh, whatever, we're nothing, but I'm not going to tell anyone we're nothing. I'm going to tell you <laughs> we're doing the greatest podcast ever, and you guys want to be a part of this. Right. And having him on on episode 19, and one of the great things about his appearance on this show wasn't just that he came on because it was a, a landmark moment in my life to get to talk to him, and it was right. an even bigger moment to go out to L.A. and talk to him on his show. But one of the biggest things that he said on that show, and it stuck with me so hard, was that when he started his show, it was 200 downloads an episode. Right, right, right. I remember him saying that, yeah. And all I kept thinking was, Jesus, we're almost at that. Right. Like, we can, we can turn this into something if we just keep growing it and keep putting in the work. And it was the first time, it took 20 episodes which is ironic because I always talk about 20 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. But it took 20 episodes for me to get it through my head that you could turn this into something, but you do have to push on it. You have to right. pedal down and really, you know, accelerate, accelerate, accelerate. And we did do that. Right. We did do that. And I am enormously proud of what we've been able to produce with this podcast because every episode, every episode we put out, I sit there and go, I don't believe we had we had an opportunity to do that. You know, right. and and it always surprises me like when we had Michael Almond, right? Mm-hmm. I'd never spoken to Michael Alm. I'd admired his work like he was one of my oh, You guys friends. hit it off. And oh my <laughs> god, did we like I've never we clicked over yeah. an artist. And yep. this is what I, this is why this show means so much to me. I clicked with one of my favorite creators mm-hmm. over an artist pretty much no one has heard of. Right. You know, and I know Michael would argue with me. He's like, well, you know, some people have heard of him. (laughs) But realistically, Saul Lewitt is an an obscure artist. And Michael and I were deep diving his work and how awesome it is. And I'm like, I don't believe I'm talking about one of my favorite artists with one of my favorite creators on a podcast I created that I thought no one was going to listen to. Like, this is amazing. My head's going to explode. (laughs) No, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. We've had so many moments like that. Yeah. I don't I I don't want to give away who our next guest is, but I have a funny feeling that our next guest on um, when we record next Monday, it's going to be something similar where it's like I can't believe we're talking to this person. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit, right? I'm sweating. Oh, 
Ethan's Ethan's palms are getting sore. <laughs> second, it's the second time he's been nervous on the podcast. <laughs> I, th- I think what we'll do is I think we're going to maybe we'll take pop a break? out, take a quick break. Sure. We'll okay. um, take a break, drink some Snapple, and then, uh, <laughs> we'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll continue. We'll talk a little bit more. We'll hit our things of the week. And uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about tonight. Oh, you know what was funny? Before, when we were talking, I was like, you know, we haven't talked about what we're working on in the shop. So yeah, let's we'll, do that. Um, talk about that kind of stuff and okay. do our things of the week, the video of the week. The video of the week is really freaking oh, cool. And this is, the video of the week is so cool. And it's not me trying to whore to get these people on the podcast, <laughs> because I have a feeling if I asked them, they would say yes, we yeah, would just I'm have sure. to work it out. But um, we'll be back after the break. And we are back. We're back. We're back. I drank some Snapple. I'm not parched. It's really funny, because when we do the, um, the Saturday Zooms, yeah. I always feel guilty. I'm not going to lie. Because I, I go into host mode when I sit behind this mic, <laughs> and there are times where I'm like, "Shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> just, I'm hosting this at Zoom, yeah, and, and it just it it just it kicks in, and I just feel like such a douchebag sometimes, and I, I really feel bad, but I honestly can't control it. Like, well, I at the same time, I think you know, I think it's like. <sighs> I don't mean this in a bad way at all, but I, mean, I think sometimes those kind of group chats need need someone to kick off the conversation, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't mean like to carry the conversation and, you know, overwhelm the conversation, but there needs someone to kind of kick it off sometimes. And I think you and Morley are a good combination of of that. Like both of you guys can kind of like kick it into gear and then open it up to the group. It is really funny how I get behind this mic. Mm-hmm. And it just like it turns on. It's like my brain <laughs> just goes into a mode. Like I did. Um, Stephen does the uh, Maker's Town Hall. Uh, yeah, Stephen yeah. Huber from Wolf Woodworking. He does the Maker's Town Hall, and I just did this. It's May eighteenth as we record this. So I did this May. Was it the sixteenth? Saturday was the sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, two days ago. Yeah. Yep. And um, I don't know when it's going to drop. I don't know how he's going to release it. But yeah, I got behind the mic, and it was like, oh god conscious effort conscious effort conscious effort don't take over his show don't take over his show and it's just it's really hard for me i have to deprogram a lot of training because even when i when i did the first podcast i did um way back in 2005 ish i got on the show and my co-host who was a very good guy wasn't exactly a chatty kathy and he was also a little awkward so he was the host of the show, and I came on as his guest for an episode, and then I was his co-host the next episode, and I ended up taking over the show after that. Like it was like, yeah, it's basically every people we would tell was like, yeah, it's basically your show now. You know, you're running the show, and you know there was segments that nobody listened to, and I kind of changed the complexion of the show, but it was just the same thing. I was like, I got behind the mic, and I was like, okay, it's time to do a podcast. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> Right. Well, somebody's got to do it, you know? Yeah. And it, 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 which is probably why I thought I could do a solo podcast. Because, like, at least I wouldn't be stepping on anyone's toes. But thank God Keith Decent warned me that I'd run out of guests. Thank God he warned me. Because it literally, he warned me. I had you on, and then the guest canceled for the next. I'm like, I got nothing next week. Like, it's going to be me and you, man. Well, and, you know, I'm not, asha- I'm not ashamed to, uh, interrupt you so <laughs> no and good i mean sometimes i just need you i i remember i told i actually told mary lou i'm like listen 
I told Ethan before you came on, I was like, listen, if I get too chatty with Mary Lou, you have to like put yeah. your foot down in the middle of that conversation because <laughs> I will just go and go and go. And I know right. I'll just get gushy and weird and it'll be uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's Mary Lou. I don't yeah, know what awesome. it is. I don't know what it is about Mary Lou. I just feel like I have this like this connection to her. Like I get her and I just really like I just want to sit there and just pick her brain. Well, and she's was, like super chill. That's, it, I think that's what it is. Yeah. It is. And when she was on, it was like, this is so cool. Like, I'm finally getting to, like, sit here and just, mm-hmm. like, chat with Mary Lou, like, about the, the, the way she, mainly the way she makes her videos. And even her right. Instagram stories are artistic, and it just bugs me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, I'm I was, struggling like, to put was, out a video, and she's making films. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, and it, it, I was like, after our episode, because a lot of times I like to make something for someone that came on, and not mm-hmm. always, but, like, I, and, uh, but she's also been a super supportive, uh, you know, follower mm-hmm. and, and friend and confidant. And so I was like, I gotta make something for her that fits <laughs> her. And it took me forever. It took me like three or four weeks to come up with something that I felt like was warranted. And that's when the, the vinyl, um, now playing Stan came. How great was her story? Was it yesterday or Saturday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Was with the I mean, she did album? an initial story, but yesterday's was like, that's oh. it. That showcased it. I was so like honored, you know, like, and, and, and that's exactly the, that's exactly what I had hoped. Like I wanted something, I wanted to make her something that she valued and that fit her as a mm-hmm. person and that she could do that kind of story right with right like yeah totally yeah and i had the same i it's funny because i had the same instinct i was like i'm I'm gonna send you something so right i just need, I just need your address and don't ask questions and it's like that's kind of creepy like to just randomly look i mean we're friends but it's creepy to ask a woman for their address i mean it's just it's just right. 20 in 2020 that's a creepy thing to do yeah and luckily she trusted me with her address so <laughs> i got to send her a bracelet to um enhance her throat chakra which enhanced her creativity there you go so there you go you know i'm a i'm i'm much more of a crunchy hippie than i like to admit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of crunchy hippie stuff that's yeah. the worst transition ever was, what have you been working on in the shop because i i mean i know what you worked on today uh, well was that yeah. today by the way or was it over the weekend that you it was on? it was over the weekend but i fin. i mean i finished the video today oh my god so yeah, you well, know what? we talked it's, about it last week. Uh, I was last gonna week. say, yeah, we did talk about. We gave a hint last week. When well, I think I said I wasn't, it. I was not gonna do it. I think. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, um, then you kind of did. <laughs> all right. So yeah. All right. So last week and we, uh, last week, our video of the week was uh, Paul Jackman's um, Jackman Works uh, uh, Wavy Vase, which is like a complete piece of art, unbelievable. And I think. Uh, we were talking about it last week, and I said usually it's be kind of kind of become a tradition that I that I you know tongue in cheek make a non not Jackman size version of anything that Paul Jackman makes. So I made a mini maker knife, I made a mini um, a screwdriver, I made all these things, and I just kind of do that whenever he makes something that is oversized and incredible. I just make a really silly kind of mini version of it but i was not going to do the mini the the mini vase but when we when vincent posted the video of the week post which was the paul jackman um wavy vase he reposted it and said where where's the mini vase ethan 
You and, sure did. <laughs> and, and, and that was it. So then I, so this weekend, so from that point through this weekend, I was thinking about how I could make a, a, a silly little, uh, not Jackman size. Wavy because face. when the creator of the video of the week dares you to imitate oh, it, yeah, you, you got to do it. To do it, you, it's like it's like a uh, triple dog dare from right. a Christmas story. Like you don't have a choice, and pretty soon Ethan will have his tongue stuck to a telephone pole. Exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. That's what we so, do. So yeah, so I made one, so and that was my post tonight on Instagram, and absolutely fantastic. I it, I I love you know what I love? I love the video, of course, because yeah. it's just great. But your picture, oh that that was my favorite part, is like. Because, so if you've seen, if you saw my Instagram story last week, it was, you know, Paul Jackman holding up this big vase and it looked really cool. Well, Ethan took the same pose, but with a vase that's, what, about two inches tall? Yeah, at most. Yeah, and it was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. it's almost like it's almost like those memes of like what i ordered from wish and what (laughs) i got from wish (laughs) you know (laughs) totally totally or like uh yeah yeah oh that's so good that was great i really i really dug that oh thanks man yeah and well the best part is that paul paul totally enjoys it he he understands that i'm just doing it out of respect for for him and just to be silly you know yeah i actually think i of all the people that i would worry about like getting it mm-hmm. i don't think i would worry about paul oh no no like, he totally he's, gets he's it yeah great. he's he's got the greatest sense of humor and i'm totally kissing his butt right now but paul if paul's listen i don't know if he listens or not maybe maybe i'm gonna find we out should get him on sometime we i was just gonna say we need he's one of those people yeah like, i've kind of had on the mental list to ask at some point so maybe he's we'll a very like, sweet and nice person too we have so I, I was talking to Beth before we started tonight. Like, we have mm-hmm. so many guests coming up, and we're gonna go back into like an eight week string of guests. <laughs> like we have no joke. We have next week, the week after, the week after that, and possibly the week after that um, booked as far as guests go. So we got four guests consecutively at least. Nothing up. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. We like guests. Mm-hmm. We like our people. It keeps us from killing. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what else are you working on, or? Um, so yeah, what else, what else am I working? Well, so I have a project that, um, actually I did over a year ago, but it's going to be my next YouTube video and it's, it was supposed to be my first YouTube video. I, I filmed it, um, thinking that it would be my first YouTube video, but it's a very low profile concrete, um, side, uh, cocktail table basically. So it's a concrete base, really small table, and it has a built-in lamp using pipes and yeah that sounds weird um (laughs) but it basically i had this corner in my in my office where i play guitar and i never had a place to put my drink so i wanted to make a little like very low profile table to put my drink while i'm playing guitar that's how the whole thing got started and it's a super funky design um, but yeah, that was going to be my first YouTube video. And so I took a lot of footage and so I decided, eh, I might as well make a YouTube video out of it. But you know, what's funny, Vincent, is that it's, there's so much like this is a year later. There are so many things that I didn't think about <laughs> filming at that point that I now know that I need to film. Like there's when you get to the end of a YouTube video, you need you need some shots where you're just, you know, putting putting the glass down or mm-hmm. showing the thing so that you can do the, you know, the 
call right. to action. You gotta have your reveal. You have your right. reveal before all those close. things. And I did not do any of those, and I don't really have a way of doing those now. And yeah. so it's, I'm trying to like make still still photos dynamic using the you know Ken Burns whatever. Mm. But it, it's funny how different. Even a year. Um, you thought you caught everything, and now yeah. you're looking at it, going, "How did I not think to do that?" But but and but it's because now I've made a couple YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and, and now I know what I need to film, and it's it's funny, it's it's so bad. <laughs> it's and that's but that's the that's the great part, right? And the funny part's going to be you're throwing it in after you've already started putting stuff right. So people are going to be like, "Wait, well, he's regressing. What's going on?" Right, and that's what <laughs> I worry about, about for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was wondering because I would be I would actually be worried about that. I, I am, I am, but I think at the same time it's good enough that it's worth putting out all you have to do is intro it right yeah like, all you have to do is just do like hey you know i shot this footage a year right. ago and you know i wasn't planning on making it a youtube video or i wasn't sure and i just still I believe gonna, in the project yeah the project is still great right here, here it is and it's going to look a little different from what you're used to for me but you know it's still pretty good and i wanted to share it you know i think everybody will be okay with it besides i mean you know, this isn't just me being a fanboy. Your videos are pretty damn great. Oh, so thanks, I'm man. pretty damn sure. You know how you were telling me about the audio quality? <laughs> show? I'm pretty damn sure that you're going to put that video out and it's going to look better than the videos that most people do. Well, like, I I'm, hope so. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I think that's what I hope is that it's still, it's still going to be good enough that it's not off-putting, right? Right, exactly. Right, and right. I, I, don't, I don't think you're capable. Uh, first of all, <laughs> if it was that bad, you wouldn't put it out. For sure, for sure. You're not going to put a video out that's going to tr- that's going to torpedo your reputation. So. Right, for sure. And as long as it doesn't do that, I think it'll probably be fine. <laughs> we'll see. I'm just imagining you hitting the hitting this the publish button on YouTube and then just sweating. Like, <laughs> did I do it right? Did I do the right thing? Is should I not <sighs> release this? Maybe a different thumbnail. I don't know. Oh yeah, oh, thumbnail. Actually, I, I I did sweat about this thumbnail. This that was part of the reason why I didn't put it out originally. Is I could not come up with a thumbnail so uh it's still not my favorite thumbnail but but uh i think i think it will work so one of the things i've enjoyed with the youtube videos I've, the two youtube videos that i did recently the vice and the tonka truck is that the thumbnail is kind of obvious what it should be right and you know it's the before pictures of the two things i restored so i was like well i didn't have to make that decision so mm-hmm. how do i present those in an interesting way the next restore video i do is going to be a real freaking problem why? Because it's a 37-inch long sword. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I took this project on like I knew what the hell I was doing. Like, I'm looking at it. And I, I still, it's sitting in my closet, and I have one major cutting board. I'm doing a 24 by 20 <clears throat> maple cutting board um, for a customer. Uh, he does, like, he does, like, barbecue, but he's, like, big, like, sides and, like, big slabs of ribs and giant briskets. So I'm, I'm doing this big huge cutting board for him and it's 24 by 20 and it's solid maple and i'm not even putting rubber feet on it i'm just going to put wooden i'm going to take wood strips and do 45 degree chamfers on the end of those strips and make those long strips like four of them the feet of this board because i just don't trust rubber feet on a board this size it's just massive right um, but yeah, he's, he's very excited about getting it and, um, pretty, pretty nervous about doing it. So what I've been doing is clearing the deck in my shop of every other project and getting everything else out so that I have the whole shop for just this one project because I really need to focus cause I can't screw this up. I, 
I literally used very funny story. I was cutting maple strips for it. And I got almost as many as I needed. I was too short. But the two <laughs> that I was short, instead of them being 24 inches, were 23 and a half. And now, now normal people go, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Just make it 23 and a half. No. I paused. I got in touch with the client. I'm like, listen, I can do 24. Not a problem. But if you, wait, if you want 23 and a half, I could do that now. And he's like, yeah, 23 and a half is fine. I'm basically taking half, a quarter of an inch off two sides of a 24-inch board, <laughs> and I'm calling the client like, oh, my God, are you okay with this? Or do I have to go to Home Depot and get more maple? But, yeah, so that's the next project I'm working on. <laughs> so the next project I'm working on is that board. The next project video is probably going to be the sword. Um, there's yeah, another one. I'm excited for that. Oh, it's going to be... I'm excited yeah. about the sword. And then once the sword is done, because that's a client job, believe it or not, that it's been sitting in my office oh, since really? September. Yeah, yeah. Since September, I've had the sword. <laughs> um, he has. He doesn't care. He wasn't yeah. doing anything with it. He found it when he was moving. And then the next thing after that, for listeners of the podcast, you get to know what it is. Um, I have a saw blade downstairs, and I'm going to turn that into my first saw blade knife. Oh, cool. I love yeah. it. I've always wanted to make one. I bought a 12-inch blade from Amazon, 12-inch steel blade from Amazon. I don't even know if it's hardenable. I'm really more – it's more about the process, making the handle, grinding yeah. onto it. I don't care if it's hardenable. I don't care if it's a good knife. I don't care if I make one cut and it goes dull. It's really just <laughs> getting the process down because Chris Zepp from yeah. – um, Chris Zepp did an amazing video on how to do it from like a Harbor Freight saw blade. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fantastic, yeah. and I was yeah. like, I'm gonna do this one day. Well, yeah. one day has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing that I did, and this weekend was just, oh, what the hell was I thinking? I broke down my first pallet. Oh, pal- breaking down pallets is such a pain. I'm never doing this again. No, I, I hate breaking down pallets. Um, it wasn't fun. No. And honestly, the yield. It just it just wasn't worth it. Yeah, I I did that I did that one. Well, I've done that a couple of times, but I did it once for a um, side table, which I'm I'm happy with the side table. Mm-hmm. It was actually my first post on Instagram. So Vincent, go back and look oh at my, my very Lord. first post. Your first Instagram. I almost feel like I'm seeing Ethan Carter history here. Yeah. So that so I made well again. I have a I have a trend of not having a place to put my drink apparently but um <laughs> but when i moved into the house with, my, uh, with bettina um the right side of the sofa didn't have a table and that's where i sat so i never had a place to put my drink so i made this table out of pallet wood um some metal and some pipe uh pipe legs and that was my first instagram post but um but yeah it's uh you gotta do the what you gotta involved- do the work involved for the yield returned is oh, just, not not worth it. This is not. And by the way, I'm sorry. You know, I just talked about how much I love Paul Jackman. Yeah. Um, oh my god. That's like right. a signature thing, and I get it. But yeah, it's just the amount he pallet wood is not worth it. No. Oh yeah, I do remember this. I do remember this table. Of course, of course. The angle you just bought the angle iron. Right? Yeah, just bought yeah, the angle okay. iron, and I cut it by hand by with a hacksaw. Dude, this is a really nice table. <laughs> I do remember this. I, I just, I, we're I still using it today. So You know how I remember it? Because I look at the legs and I'm like, it reminds me of, the whole thing reminds me of Casey Neistat's desk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's why I remember this table. Totally. I don't think I knew who he was at that point, but yeah. Yep. 
I do remember that. Yep, I remember this now. I'm looking at the wide shot where you can see it next to your leather chair here. Yep. Wow. You and your uh, you and your place to set your drink. You're very big on places <laughs> to set your drinks. I like what I like. Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah. You know what? More power to you, man. You, you not only do you like what you like, but you know what you like. <laughs> Which is, you know, what's interesting. I'm looking at your Instagram feed now. Right. The next mm-hmm. five posts were all the same project. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't do that. You just don't do no. that anymore. No, I you would yeah. never do this. You know, it's it's and it, it is a little bit contrary to what Instagram would recommend. Is rec- they recommend? I mean, the the thought process is post every day, post process mm-hmm. shots, and you know, I just I I went to I want to post uh progress video progress and finish videos that's what i like and so i do three a week and that's what i do yeah this is this definitely it's funny seeing it on your feed like seeing process photos on your feed because now your process lives in your story right my process yeah exactly my process in my story and uh the posts are finished videos basically it's very it's very fun you know there's such a weird evolution that happens and it's it's it happens slowly so you mm-hmm. don't pick up on it and then all of a sudden one day it's like oh that evolved quite a bit actually yeah but, yeah like even i was one of the great things that that's happened with me for makers is i've been refining more so any than anything else i've been refining the process of shooting in my shop mm-hmm. and if you go back to the introduction episode and then you go back to my most recent episode you go oh wow this is like you clearly took the um the learning curve and just crunched it down into 19 days, 19 <laughs> days and i really feel like that's what i did i took the curve that usually would be over the course of a couple of months doing a video a week right and i was able to make quick adjustments on the fly to get better and better quality and but if you would just watch these over the course of you know i don't know 19 weeks Right, you wouldn't you wouldn't see the difference like you just wouldn't unless you went back and rewatched the first one, right? For sure. And even the Tonka video to the Vice video, you can see how much I learned about shooting mm-hmm. um, a shop video. A hundred percent. I gotta say, I have a lot of respect for all of you that are listening that do like um, process videos, because it is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. I never thought it was. I'm not gonna say I like thought it was, and I was surprised. I just didn't expect it to be as hard as it was. I really yeah. didn't. I, it is really, really difficult to do process videos. So, when I think it's an Instagram too, we've talked about it before. Like Instagram, unless you're doing IGTV, you're telling a story in one minute. In one minute. And you know, I, and I, I, I enjoy that challenge. You know, but you've, you, but you've built, you've built your brand on it. Well, like, I, exactly. I really <laughs> enjoy trying fitting it into one minute. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the, I think that was the hardest part though of going from Instagram to YouTube is because YouTube, you have 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and, and you should use that time to really tell the story. And that, that was like a huge transition for me. You know, <laughs> you don't have, you don't, you don't have to end. There's no hard cutoff, which is right. I've, I see people, it's really funny, but I see people struggling with their Instagram stories all the time. Mm-hmm. They're just getting cut off, cut off, yeah, cut, right. cut off. And I'm like, you guys, I feel bad for you. I really right. do. I understand. I, I feel the pain. Yep. You know, there are times where I find myself, if I'm doing a story that's going particularly long and I'm on that fourth one and I'm like, 
okay, and this is going to be over very soon. <laughs> you know, it's like the last bit of it is just completely unintelligible. Right, right. But yeah, shop time has been shop time's been not as good since I got back to work. I'm not going to lie. I know, right? I mean, and kind of sucks, but at the same time, I'm having I'm having fun. I actually managed those coasters to are awesome though Dude, that you reclaimed was, basically. Yeah, so the coaster story, which is one of my favorite things that's happened in the shop, so. Um, my friend Marion ordered the charcuterie board that I did with the glass of wine and the cheese. I set up. It was the first real product shot I ever did of one of my products. I really loved that board. Sent it to my friend. She gets it. She goes, well, it got here. I was like, what do you think? She goes, well, and she sends me a picture, and it's just in pieces. Ugh. And I'm like, how does USPS break a cutting right. board? Like, how? Like, what did you do to that board to break it that way? So I was like, all right. So we'll put in a claim with USPS and send it back. So we put in the claim and they paid out the claim. And I'm not going to lie. USPS handled the claim process. I, I put in the claim. I got the payment in three days. Yeah, USPS is actually pretty good. They do have, I mean, lately they've been, it's not been good for me. I'm not going to lie. But they generally, I don't really have a problem with USPS. Right. And their claim process, as long as you follow it, there's no inter- intervention on their mm-hmm. part. So after it was done, I told I told her, I'm like, well, you know what? They didn't ask for it back. Send it back. Let me see if I can do something with the wood. She sends it back to me. I'm looking at them. I'm like, and then one of my friends tells me, so you're going to make coasters out of that? And I went, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) These would make really good. This would make really good coasters. I'm looking at them like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do with these. I'm going to make coasters. I take it down to the saw. I cut four. I cut four out of them that were the same size. I was able to get four that were the same size, and I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, it, they're just not big enough to be coasters. They're a little too small. And I'm, I, so I took it over to, I took it over to my scrap bin, and I'm trying to match up pieces, and I just so happened to have one piece of maple that was as long as the four coasters if I just cut it into segments and glued it up. So what I did was I took all, I took that maple, and I glued it onto each one of the coasters, and I extended it by one section, and that made them perfectly square. Huh. And then I spent a whole lot of time sanding them over again, and then, tr- I, unfortunately, since I had put them in mineral oil before, I had to treat them like cutting boards. Normally for the like coasters and stuff, I would just use simple finish on it, because right. that has wax and finish and two coats of that, and I'm done. So I had to like bathe it in mineral oil and then treat it with the cutting board conditioner like I would a cutting board. But they came out so good. <laughs> yeah, so, so nice. Good. And then as I was, um, as I posted them on Instagram last night, and um, a friend, good old friend of the show, Aunt Pruitt, um, says, "Oh, these are beautiful. Heading over to the store now." And I'm like, "Oh no." So I message him like, "Listen, those aren't in the store. Those were for a customer." <laughs> so, but if you want to set up one for you, so this morning I went down to my shop and I glued up another set of them. So I'm making a second set of those same coasters. But yeah, that, that's been a that was a fun project to to not have to waste all that maple and purple right. heart and to be able to get something nice out of it. That made me really, really, really happy. So that's awesome. Shop times and they, and they came out. Yeah, it's not even like that you. Resalvage them. They came out amazing. Man. They look brand. They look brand right. new. I, I, right. And it's funny because I finished. I kind of had them finished, and they were sitting on my table saw. And I just kept looking at them, like there's something off about these. And I didn't right. Know. Like I couldn't put my finger on what was off. And then I realized what it was is I just didn't like the way I'd rounded them over. 
So I sanded the hell out of them and <laughs> re-rounded them over. And now I'm really happy with right. the way they look. Now they're like, they're right. So right. now I know when I do ants, I know what I did wrong on Marion's. Um, <laughs> and I won't have to fix them. I can just do them. <laughs> so it, it was really cool making them. And um, yeah, she's, she's very happy. She's, she'll have them by the end of this week. And I That's hopefully awesome. they'll arrive in one piece and everything will be good. Right. So. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah, you just never know anymore. I know. But um why don't we do our um? Why do our video of the week? You want to do it, or should I do it? Or you, yeah, do video of the week and our things, right. and then we'll do a things of the week. Cool. Let's do some video of the week. So the video of the week this week, um, I, you know, I'm not I'm not bragging or anything, <laughs> but these are a pair of my newest followers on the old. Uh, oh, nice. On the old Instagram, yeah. You know, uh, my good friends over at Nerdforge. You know, they they follow me because you know we're cool like that. No, they, I've. I've had interactions with them in the past. Um, they're really, really cool people. Super talented. Um, I I've been watching their videos forever. So yeah, you introduced them to uh, yeah, we, introduced me to them. We so. di- I made them. I forgot what it was, but I remember telling you about the books. Yeah, yeah. About mm-hmm. Martina making the different mm-hmm. uh, elemental books. Yep. Um, she's just a uh, the two of amazing. Them. First, yeah. Hansi's a genius, and that scares me. Like he's one of those like mad scientist type geniuses, like. One of the Patreon perks for them is he will help you with your coding project. Like, that's, that's like, it's so second nature to him that he will help you with your coding project. Right. Well, can, um, I, can I just say this real quick? I, sure. Like, I, I picture them, at, or I put them as the Norwegian Evan and Caitlin. Ooh. Maybe. You right? I mean, they, yeah. they have the same banter. They're this, both of them are super talented. Yep. And so, talented at different things, which yeah, is what I really, right? really like. like. Th- yeah. Doesn't that make sense? I, I, that's, I like And that. I don't mean to put them, you know, I, I mean that in the greatest respect. I don't mean to, like, say that they're whatever. Anyhow, but Just for future reference, anyone listening to this podcast, if you're a husband and wife team and we compare you to Evan and Caitlin, that's a good thing. Yes. We love Evan and Caitlin. Right. So. <laughs> they're the best, right. So, so yeah, okay. Um, they, they did a, so everybody's wearing face masks now. And they did a face mask that was a little bit different. <laughs> a little bit. It has an LED matrix on the front of it. And it light, you, can, they can, you can set it to be any pattern you want, and you can animate it. And it's just, <laughs> it's the coolest freaking thing ever. Yeah. And as if it wasn't cool enough that they had this thing that was Arduino controlled with LED light strips, like, that's cool enough, right? <laughs> but they had to take it to the next level, and Hanzi actually wrote an app to program it to do the animations. Yeah. It's like, wait, you... you that's n- insane. Like, can't you just be satisfied with making right. one cool thing? Like, you had to make a cool app to go with your cool thing. So, um, yeah, it's an absolutely phenomenal build. It's It's an education in all aspects of a project like there's 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 sewing there's um there's electronics there's programming there's i mean yeah. it's just it's a great project it's pro i i'm they've i feel like every every time they release a project i'm like yes i can't wait to watch this later and yeah. this one i was really excited about i'm like i know it's a very specialized thing but i'm gonna enjoy it and I watched it. I was like, "This is the greatest thing." Well, I think I think it's a. I really think it's a perfect project to show like both of their strengths and both mm-hmm. of their how they, you know, 
Well, it was like, Both, yeah, it was like right. when he when he's putting it all together with right. the electronics, he goes, so now I'm going to go back to Martina and have her make me a pouch for all this. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Like, yep, because she's the only one of you that can sew. That's yeah. why. <laughs> and I guess I think that I think the reason why I, you know, relate them to Evan and Caitlin is the excitement, like the genuine excitement that yes. they have with each other. I, more than anything, I, I, I feel bad now saying like, you know, uh, you know, making them the same you know or equating them to evan caitlin but mm-hmm. it's because like they have the same excitement it's a similar vibe a similar vibe and they very are both vibe. very excited like she's so genuinely excited about the idea when he mm-hmm. brings it to her and then she like he is like super excited about the fact that she can make like the pouch and the mask that works with what his vision is like it's just it's beautiful it's it's a wonderful thing to see two people working together and so excited to work together and my favorite thing my favorite thing about them is that they recently went full-time which means now i get videos oh did did they really i don't think i knew that yeah yeah they went full-time congratulations guys i i don't know what it is about those two like yeah the first the first video of martina's that i watched she made this like really wacky like a desktop fridge mm-hmm. and i was like this is such a silly project and i love it <laughs> like she did it with a she didn't even use like a coil and a condenser she used a peltier cooler and she made like a top loading um like a almost like a convenience store like ice box and then the next project i saw of her she was making like a soda fountain <laughs> that pulled that pumped soda out of a bottle right. and dispensed it like you would get it like a fast food joint and i'm like this th- these two are amazing yeah like, that's the that's such a wide variation in projects in just two projects and, and they just love doing it they do and right i i really and you know i i'll give you another example of people that really love what they do den i i mentioned them last week den and mug mm-hmm. like yep. they love what they do yep they love what they do and it just shows and right when you have that it's so that, contagious yeah it's it, it if you're if you're enjoying it that joy that you're doing that you have when you're doing it translates and makes it what makes watching it joyful right and it just comes through in in their videos so yeah nerdforge um yeah the led awesome. mask is it's just an amazing project we will have the link to that in the show notes um before we do before we do things of the week we had two reviews oh yeah let's do it um review number one so these were a little bit these were a while ago but you know we we didn't really have an opportunity to squeeze them in with our guests and it's kind of I don't know, crappy to read reviews of your podcast when you have a guest yeah, on. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it would be a bit cheap. So we're going to do it now. Yeah. Um, May 4th um, from Native Son Woodart. I know that guy. Jacob. Five stars. You should be listening to this. Vincent and Ethan are casual, intelligent, and inspiring. Listening, listening to them truly motivates me to get off my butt and make the most of my <laughs> day and overall just make myself better. They have fantastic guests that will enlighten you, inform you, and inspire you. When you listen to this podcast, it'll sound like you're talking to your two closest friends. I'm hooked and a listener for life now. And Aww. by the way, he's one of those guys. He's been going back and listening to all the episodes. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he has, right? And I love, I love when I hear yeah. that. That makes me so happy because that means that not making the show super timely is actually a good thing. <laughs> um Next review. Uh, so much more than five stars. So much more than making. This show is so much more than making. I would say Vincent and Ethan simply frame life things through the lens of making. It's like having a conversation with a couple of friends, and it makes me want to be a maker. 
be a pepper from the united states via apple Podcasts. i don't know who you are mr be a pepper or mrs be a pepper but thank you we really really appreciate that and in fact whoever you are yeah. tell me who you are because exactly really wanna, i'm yeah. agonizing over who's be a pepper so feel free to uh drop a find drop us on a instagram pepper. and yeah, dm or, us or or go to because we make.com yeah, <laughs> we both get those now <laughs> <laughs> all right um let me mark that off. Yeah, see, this is what I use to do is because Check. if I don't do this, I'll forget. <laughs> um, okay, things of the week. Uh, you want to go first? or? Yeah, I can go first. It, okay. Mine's, uh, mine's going to be a weird one for me, but no, this, this might be this the only sport-related <laughs> thing of the week I'll ever do unless the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, but... Uh, my thing of the week is The Last Dance, which is a documentary on ESPN, um, which documents the last season of the Bulls, Michael Jordan, um, the whole team. And it is a fantastic documentary. Like, again, I'm not a super sports person, and this documentary is fantastic. It's, it's really, really well done, really cool, really good story. And, uh, yeah, so... I, I really I've, I'm on episode nine of ten, and so I have one episode tomorrow, and I can't wait to watch that. I still say, and you know, NBA fans may argue with me, and you can argue with me, but you're wrong. <laughs> Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Oh, like, he, it's it's mind blowing. I, I think yes. I mean, people will always argue that, but watching this, and I grew up in that era, but you just see like he. I mean. Yeah. Everybody around him was better with yeah, him on the court. Exactly, like, exactly. He was, he was that good that, you know, he could. He was he was the guy that he had to have a decent supporting cast because you just they would double and triple up on him, right? And you would then you know with that team, it's like you couldn't double and triple on Michael because then you had you had role players that were dropping twenty yep. thirty a game because. Right. Michael was Michael was the focus. Everybody was focused on Michael. Michael would still drop his forty a game. Was, well, and he made those people. He made everyone around him. He he would not accept anything less than the best from everyone around him, too. Right? I mean, he, he wasn't one of the things that you know. I would compare him. You know, if you want to see an opposite type comparison, compare him to a guy like Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Carmelo yeah. Anthony, when he was a Nick, I used to joke. I used to call him Mister Last Touch. Mm-hmm. No matter what was going on, when he touched it, a shot was going up. He was not a passer. They were, right. You aren't, aren't going to see a lot of assists from Carmelo. Michael had a lot of freaking assists. Mm-hmm. A lot. Oh yeah. I mean, he wasn't a. You know, he was a shooting guard. Fine, but he was he was a guy that would dish off the ball as he needed to because he wanted to win. He didn't give winning a damn was it. about his stats. It, right. He was a winner. Yeah. He was a winner, and he wanted to win. I, I haven't watched this yet, but I think this is going to be one of those I'm going to have to get around to watch. I mean, honestly, like I, I said it to my mom, who doesn't give a crap about sports. She would like this documentary because it's just, it, it's a, well, one, a very well done documentary. And two, it's just, it, it just shows a very, very cool story about, I don't know, just about a guy and sports and talent and everything everything that you just talked about vincent like mm-hmm. um a man that could do it all but would also also realize that he needed other people i i, I it's a very cool very cool documentary along. he brought the team along with him right 
And he elevated that, everyone else. Yeah, in a way that very few players... I think the only player I would even, as far as style-wise, the only player I'd compare him to is Kobe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kobe was no, and he's. I think he says player. that in the documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. I, it, well, and again, he's not... I mean, he's not... He wasn't always a nice guy. He was, he was a... Who, Michael? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Michael... Was, no, Michael's a piece hard, of... Hard-ass. He'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it wasn't that he, I'm not saying that he's like the, an angel. He, he, but it all came from elevating everyone, right? Yep. He was a driven winner. Yep. yep. So very and cool. A, and I'm saying this as a Knicks fan. And You're if right. you know about, if you know about these Bulls teams, you know mm-hmm. what happened with them in the Knicks every single season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, believe me, I have no love lost. For no, Bulls, exactly. It's but not it's impossible right. to deny right. the greatness that is that team. I mean, that is right. probably the greatest team that ever stepped on a court. Was ever. that what, was it Patrick Ewing, right? Yeah, that was the Patrick Ewing years. It was Patrick <sighs> Ewing, Charles Oakley, John yeah. Starks, Anthony Mason, Derek Harper. Like that was my. I loved. I'm yeah. still a Knicks fan. You know, I'm, but you can, but, you cannot not respect. Yeah, it's impossible. Right. I mean, right. you, if you're intellectually honest, even if you hated the Bulls, <laughs> you still have to admit they're still the that team was the greatest, unbelievable, team yeah, ever to take the court. I don't care how many championships. It was just the team itself. You couldn't beat them. They were unbeatable. Yep. So. In fact, the only championship that they lost was the one that they got knocked out by the Pistons, right? Mm-hmm. And I that was so, the yeah. only time they lost a championship. They got knocked out by the Pistons before they got there. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of it was like it was just smooth sailing the rest mm-hmm. of the way. So, yeah. Good. That's a good That's a good it's, It is a great documentary. Again, even if you don't like basketball, even if you don't like sports, fantastic documentary. So. It's a story. It's a story about a driven winner, and mm-hmm. if you like, if mm-hmm. you like watching why winners win, then you'll enjoy it probably. I'm only saying this because I, I've, you, you're not the first person that's told yeah. me about this, and I know the story, so I'm probably gonna watch it now yeah, just to remedy. You'll, you'll love it. Here. You'll love it. <laughs> My pick of the week is nowhere near as interesting as yours. <laughs> <laughs> My thing of the week is I had okay, so I've been doing made for makers in my shop. Um, some of them is talking head, most of them actually actually is talking head videos. And I don't want to use my rebel in my shop. And the reason I don't is because there's dust down there and I frankly don't feel like losing my SLR to dust. And I know some of you listening do that and I admire you. I also think you're freaking insane. I can't afford to buy another SLR because I got dust in it and I really don't want to have to deal with cleaning it. So I use well, I was using my Canon point and shoot, and now I'm using my Canon video camera. The problem with these cameras is you can't mount accessories to them. And that's a real pain in the butt. So what I got, um, thanks to Gary from the Gary, um, the everyday dad, as everyone knows him, um, (laughs) he always talks about getting cages for your cameras. And I'm like, you know what? A cage is probably the right answer here. So I went on on B&H and I bought the small rig 1630 VersaFrame. And this thing has... Uh, it's, I think it's like 45 or 50 holes, um, all quarter 20 threaded. Uh, you can mount anything, literally anything to this cage. And what's nice is since my camcorder doesn't real doesn't have a cold shoe, doesn't have an accessory mount, I can mount accessories for recording to this cage and mount the camera in the cage. And I got really, really smart. I did something very smart. I mounted an Arca Swiss plate to the bottom of the cage. So the whole rig is on a on a quick release plate that when I want to take the camcorder off and use the tripod for doing product photography in my light box, that's not a problem. I just 
I just loosen it up, take the whole cage off, put it down, put my SLR with the same plate back on it, and take it over and take shots with it. Um, so I, if, cool. you're, if you are using a camera that doesn't really have a good way to attach accessories, a cage is the way to go. This one is a little bit on the spendy side. It's $75. All right? It's, it's not cheap. But in a way, it is cheap. Because what you pick up as far as functionality makes it completely, completely worth it. So I would highly recommend if you're doing any kind of serious photography and you're struggling with the with mounting accessories to your camera, this might be what you need to look at. So take a look, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes at the B&H website. We almost forgot something, buddy. What? We forgot to talk about our challenge. Oh, and we're not going to forget now because we're going to talk about it. It's right, the last it. thing we talk about it. Okay. So we've been talking we'll have about... To, well, we're going to have to start next week's episode. We are going to start next yeah. week, but I'm, we're right. giving you a heads up of yeah. what the challenge is going to be. Um, starting next week, um, there's going to be a challenge for Because We Make. We are going to do it. Now that things are starting to open up and people can get out of the house, we're going to do it. We've decided that it's probably a good idea and we're going to use it as a way to celebrate our one-year anniversary. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. At some point this week, before the end of the week, at least before the next episode, at becausewemake.com slash challenge, you will find the official rules. We are doing our own challenge. We are yes. insane for doing this. I know we are. And we're going to love this, and you're going to love this. <laughs> here's the challenge. By July 31st, we're going to give you plenty of time to do this, by the way, because, again, we know not everybody can get out, so this is, like, plenty of time. If you need to order supplies, you can Right. And that's why we're pushing the date off so far. Supplies Otherwise, might take a long time to get there. Yeah, so we're expecting supplies are going to be tough to get, so we pushed it way off. You have about two and a half months to get this done. You are going to have to construct a light fixture. That's it. That's it. And now, there are certain criteria that we're looking for. We'll... we'll, we'll elucidate you i love that <laughs> word in the rules when we post them but here's here's what we're looking for it's going to be a light fixture not a decorative light not something where you just take leds and you slap it on a floating shelf and you call it a light fixture it would have to be something like a lamp or a reading light or a floor lamp a or pendant. a ceiling fixture yeah a pendant lamp would work um a chandelier if you're really ambitious you know whatever it is that you want to do we won't stop you but we are going to we are looking for a light fixture a proper well-designed beautiful interesting light fixture we are going to have and ethan and i will iron out the details of this this week but we are going to have a really nice prize package mm -hmm. um and we're putting our own self into it so yeah, we, and we, just so you know, we're going to be in there with you doing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. We're not going to compete. We can't win. It wouldn't be fair. But we would love it. We would love it if you folks listening would participate. It would mean a lot to us. It It's the kind of thing that we know you guys like a challenge. And a light up, light, a light fixture that actually lights up, <laughs> that's probably outside the wheelhouse of a lot of you. I know a lot of, we have a lot of people that are woodworkers and leather workers and artists in general. Not a lot of people have worked with electricity, but you don't have to. You can make it battery operated as right. long as it can light up a room. What, what we're essentially looking for is something that can either light up a room or at the very least be used as like a reading light. 
Right. Um, we, we, it, don't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be like stadium lights and you turn it on and you hear, you know. <laughs> we're not looking for crazy, but we are looking for an actual light fixture. And we're going to do, we'll do the decision on who wins, however close we end up, whatever episode falls after July 31st. So the episode we record after that, that's going to be the one where we pick the winner. We will have prizes. They will be good. Um, we, we already have a couple in mind that we're going to do yeah. and we're going to probably, I'm going to start making some calls to people and see if they want to maybe sponsor or whatever. If not, even the stuff that Ethan and I have in mind is pretty damn good. I'm pretty sure you're going to want it. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to do this and go, that's it. Right. The prizes are going to be good. We're going to make sure of it. Um, I think that was all we wanted to cover, but yeah, I, we were going to have it ready for tonight, and it was like, nah, it was just another thing we can add in tonight. And I want, I really want to have, like, an official page for this. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that this week and this weekend. So by the next episode, we'll have that page up. So it'll be at becausewemake.com slash challenge. I don't know that I'm going to link it in the menu. I might leave it just for podcast listeners. <laughs> so you guys will know how to get to it. But if somebody goes to our site, they won't even see it. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we'll do that. This way it rewards the people that listen. <laughs> what do you think, Ethan? I think we can go with that. Yeah, one. I think so. I think that's a good way to do it. <laughs> All right. That will do it for this week. Believe it or not, we are at the end of year number one wow. of Because We Make. Crazy. Holy crap. Thank you, everybody. Everybody that's listened. Everybody that's been on the show. Everybody that's left a review. Everybody that... Everybody. Thank you. Yeah. This this podcast couldn't have made it a year if it if nobody was listening and we didn't feel like it was worth doing. As much as I love doing it, I, nobody wants to piss into the wind, right? You know, if if I nobody s- was listening, this wouldn't be any fun to do. I s- I, I can't believe it. I, s- I uh, it went from one little show <laughs> that nobody was going to listen to <laughs> to us hitting ten thousand downloads a week right. and a half ago, which again blew my freaking mind. I. It was yeah. the most emotional I've been over anything with regards to, regards to this podcast. So thank it's you. Just thank you. Thank you a thousand times. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you'll keep listening. <laughs> I can't wait to start year number two. And um, Ethan, thank you for coming on as my co-host. Because well, thanks for bringing no me on, Ben. way in hell this podcast would be where it is today without <laughs> you. And I appreciate it. I appreciate all the work you put in. I appreciate the uh, the sleepless nights, <laughs> the time away from Bettina. Um, you can tell Bettina I appreciate her loaning you to me every <laughs> single Monday night. But I really do. I appreciate. I appreciate everything you've done. I appreciate the 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 clout that you bring to the podcast with your reputation and uh. how much people love you and how many friends that I've made because of you. And it's just awesome. It, it is awesome. A, and it's, thank it's you. Amazing. Thank you for giving me a shot. Like that means so much. You have no idea. I again, I don't think I ever thought I could ever do a podcast. So I appreciate and, it. And now, and now here you are, one <laughs> year later. One right. year later, right. Ethan Carter, co-host of <laughs> Because We Make. Thank you again, everybody. Have a great week. We will be back again next week to start the journey on week on week number two. No, on year year number <laughs> two. Holy crap! Year <laughs> number two. Have a great week, everybody.